I bow to God in you and in all beings. I would like today to begin with a song. It's a song in Hindi, which my guru also translated as a chant into English. Hari mai tera hamesha Hari mai tera hamesha Dhurva jau My 
my Lord, my Lord, I will be thine always. We should always in our hearts sing, I am thine always, no matter where I go, no matter how far away, no matter who comes and who goes, it doesn't matter, and when I die, I'm still thine. But the trouble with human beings is that they get caught wanting other things. Let me read a passage, it's a very interesting one, from the book, Conversations with Yogananda, in which the Guru is, is saying, desires are the greatest obstacle on the spiritual path. I see it, he added, as a war with people fighting to achieve victory. Some are killed by bullets of desire and must be reborn to renew the struggle. Others, after great difficulties, win through to victory and have no need to return to this material plane. Another time he said, I see the spiritual path as a race. The devotees are running, running. Some of their strength, sapped by desires, drop, drop out of the race some of them even beginning running in the opposite direction. When someone wins at last, however, he achieves eternal blessedness in God. Desires come, of course, in differing degrees of intensity. All of them, the Master said, must eventually be fulfilled. I once asked him, all desires, sir, even trivial ones, unfulfilled at the time that one later forgets about? What about such insignificant desires as the mild wish for an ice cream cone? Must even that idle wish be fulfilled eventually? He shocked me by answering quite seriously, Oh, yes. Dr. Lewis once told me he had been glancing over a new car one day. Watch your desires, doctor, the master warned him. It may seem considering the infinite number of desires that ripple across the mind, that liberation must remain eternally an impossible dream. Fortunately, such is not the case. For one thing, as the Master once told me, and as I quoted earlier, when ecstasy comes, everything goes. For another, as he explained to us more than once, it is possible even during one deep meditation to be freed through visions of the karmas of many lifetimes. There's a very interesting passage because so sort of true to whom, also in this book, God is for Everyone, in which the Master is writing. He says, consider a typical detour, the detour of desire. A person is strolling down the street without a care in the world, the day is beautiful, birds sing melodiously in the trees, the sun is shining brightly in a lightly clouded sky, a gentle breeze wafts the scent of lilacs fresh sprinkled with the dew from a nearby garden. The man thinks, how perfectly wonderful life is. All at once, perched on a tree limb just above his head, he spies a gay-colored bird framed gracefully by surrounding branches. Soft clouds form the backdrop to this scene, sailing like majestic galleons through the blue sky. 
Oh, if only I had a camera, the man thinks. I could catch this image on film and have it with me forever. That passing happiness has suddenly awakened in him a desire for something more permanent, a material possession. Alas, poor fellow, he can't afford a camera. What can he do? This desire is too sudden to be deep, but even so its ripples dance on the surface of his heart. If only I had a camera, he repeats. Ah, if only. How many other pictures I could then take and keep with me forever. Somehow, the sunlight no longer seems to him quite so brilliant. The bird's songs no longer thrill him so deeply. His feelings churn with schemes for how he can afford to buy that camera. From now on, he scrimps and saves. Months pass. The strength of his desire grows. At last, he finds he can fulfill the desire. Meanwhile, he has carefully researched the market, and one particular model has caught his fancy. Now then, what about those happy walks down the street that set him on this mental journey of exploration? He hasn't had time for them. Ah, well, never mind. Now he has, as his very own, the camera of his dreams. What joy is his? Or is it? Here's an interesting point to consider. He was happy before his decision that he wanted a camera. Today, with his new acquisition in hand, is he any happier? Oh, yes, he is more excited, but is he any happier? Wasn't his happiness that day due partly to the calmness of his enjoyment? Can he sincerely equate this excitement with that moment of unconditioned happiness? The truth is, his, ha his present happiness, compared to what he had before, is an uncomfortable compromise. For his joy now is centered outside himself. No longer does it well up from a sense of inner being, inner well-being. All he has accomplished is remove the condition he placed on his happiness by telling himself he needed a camera for happiness to be complete. How much beyond that has he achieved? He owns the camera, and its possession seems the happy ending to a great adventure. Still, you see, desires lead you sort of like that donkey which had a, a string, a, a stick tied to its head and a carrot dangling from the stick. And the donkey was straining to get that carrot, but the stick, of course, went with him. And so as far as he went, the carrot was still just that far ahead of him. Meanwhile, behind him, he dragged a cartload of worries, and that was how his owner got him to pull that cart. Well, that cartload of worries is what you bring along with you when you strain towards desires, thinking, I will get this, then I'll be happy. I will have that, then I'll be happy. You won't find it that way. You won't find freedom that way. You won't find fulfillment or anything that way. Everything looking for it in the future, don't you know that you have it all right now? God is your possession today. There's a lovely story of... of uh, 
Alexander, King Alexander, when he came from Greece to India, and he heard about the yogis of India, and he decided he wanted to meet one. So being a king, he tried to get things by force, and he sent a message to this yogi he had heard about, who was lying on a bed of leaves in the forest, and he said that the message was that if the if you come, His Majesty will shower you with, with riches. But if you don't come, you'll have your head taken off. Well, after this fairly compulsive su summons, compulsory summons, I should say, the yogi simply said, if, the, if your emperor wants my head, he can have it. It's of no use to me. I have attained what I was seeking. But if he wants something from me, then let him come to me. And so... Alexander was humbled and did go to him. We need to understand that what we have is already ours, but if you think that you will have it in the future, not only will you always be straining toward it, but even when you get it, you won't have what you're looking for. Because you will already have set up a condition in your mind that will make you seeking and seeking and continue seeking. It will go on forever. The secret to happiness is to give up desires. You can't give them all up. It's not possible. But one thing that my guru taught was a very interesting one. He said that in high, deep meditation, you can fulfill the desires and karmas of an entire incarnation at one, in one sitting. How do you do that? Well, what you do is in vision, you see yourself in those forms. Mind you, this is after you have attained the state of Jivan Mukta. A Jivan Mukta is one who no longer has ego involvement. He no longer thinks, I am doing this or I am doing that. And so, therefore, he is able to um, watch the memories of his past. And in, in remembering, he remembers that he was uh, maybe in the past life a merchant, Maybe a, he had a desire to be a great athlete. Maybe he hoped to become a um, successful actor or director or writer or whatever, because man's desires are just endless. But he can see these things, and then he sees that even as his own ego is a manifestation of God, so also his ego in those days was a manifestation of God. And he sees that it was God who wanted to be a businessman or an athlete or a successful writer or all the different things that he had the desire to be or struggled to become. And he releases that into God, saying it was God who played in those roles. You know, an interesting thing, many years ago, a famous opera singer came to me and she said that often I have to sing the parts of a villain, a villainess. And she said, how can I... As a Kriya Yogi, how can I achieve freedom when I have to keep affirming these evil parts? And I said, well, why don't you just think of yourself as Jivan Mukta and think of God as singing those parts through you? You're not doing it. He's doing it through you. And then you will see that uh, you can be doing it and yet not be doing it. You can act in your own life, too. You can act your role in life, act your part as you need to do, but feel that God is doing it through you. If you can feel God is the doer, 
you will feel a great sense of freedom in the process. And another beautiful thing will be, and instead of feeling irresponsible, you will see that you will do everything better because you will have his power and his inspiration behind you. For that reason, I wrote this song, If You're Seeking Freedom on a Throne of Power, you won't find it there. Because once the revolution is over, you'll find that you still are seeking all the things here in this world. Once you've got them, they're nothing. But if you want it, seek it in yourself, give up desires. That's the message of this song. Joy to you. If you're seeking freedom in a revolution, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For once the gun stop blazing, you'll find it amazing how the world can drag on just as before. If you're seeking freedom, in a marble mansion Oh, if you're seeking freedom You won't find it there For even when it's sunny You'll be counting money Keeping up that showcase Your face lined with care And if you're seeking freedom on a throne of power Oh, if you're seeking freedom You won't find it there For though men all obey you What if they betray you? Tense you'll be and waiting For foes everywhere But if you're seeking freedom Cast away desires Why barter like a beggar You've wealth everywhere For never can you buy it Grasp and you deny it Freedom can't be hoarded It's free as the air But if you're seeking freedom Seek it on the mountains, God's sunlight on your shoulders, the wind in your hair. For there's no one can hold you, boss about or mold you. Once your heart is free, you'll be king everywhere. Once your heart is free, you'll be king everywhere.